we tried to be everything but the kitchen sink. We wanted to be keto. We wanted to be paleo. We wanted to be zero sugar. We wanted to be everything, vegan, gluten-free, and have functional ingredients that support incredible feel-good vibes and decrease your stress. And we were realistic that not all of that was going to work. And our guiding light really became taste. It seems like selling a product that's designed to make you feel good should be a cakewalk. But as we all know, business is never easy, especially when you're breaking into the supplement and nutritional bar space, which is overcrowded with industry giants such as Cliff Bars and Kind. So what's an upstart company with a solid product and good intentions to do? On this episode of Up Next in Commerce, we found out when we talked to Chris Bernard, the co-founder, CEO, and chief mood officer for MindRight, the good mood superfood. As it turns out, there are a few ways that a small new company can make a splash, especially in the digital space. Chris explains how organic reach outs and authentic connections formed through his partnership with Rob Deerdick has helped MindRight create an influencer and ambassador community that wins against influencer fatigue. Plus, he digs into why a content strategy that blends humor and education is what really gets the attention of the digital audience. My mood was definitely increased after this interview, and I hope yours is too. Enjoy. Before we get into the episode, I would love it if you could hit subscribe and give the show a rating and review. I really want to know what you think and hear how we're doing. All right, on to the interview. Really quick, I want to say thank you, thank you to our awesome sponsor, Salesforce Commerce Cloud. And I'm going to allow them to give you the inside scoop into some of the findings from their most recent State of Commerce report. Hi, this is John from Salesforce. Did you know that companies of all sizes and industries power their digital customer journeys with Commerce Cloud? Salesforce Commerce Cloud delivers B2B and B2C commerce, as well as order management around the globe. And with Commerce Cloud, you can engage with your customers anywhere and personalize interactions everywhere. Scale and innovate with ease and drive some serious growth for your business. And speaking of innovation, we recently surveyed nearly 1,400 commerce leaders and analyzed the consumer shopping and business buying behavior of more than 1 billion customers worldwide. And we uncovered emerging trends that will influence how companies can be successful and stay ahead in this ever-evolving landscape. To check out the trends we discovered, go to sfdc.co slash commerceinsights. That's sfdc.co slash commerceinsights, one word. And welcome back to Up Next in Commerce. This is your host, Stephanie Postles, CEO at Mission.org. Today on the show, we have Chris Bernard, the co-founder and CEO and chief mood officer at MindRight. Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Good to have you. Would you rather have me call you Bernie? Which one do you want? My friends and my coworkers call me Bernie, but whatever you're comfortable with. I'm your friend. Okay, (laughs) call me Bernie. (laughs) All right, I like it. So in the beginning, I like to always hear about your background, your journey, and how you got to MindRight. So maybe if we could start there, like, what did you do before MindRight and what led you here? What I did before MindRight was I was in action sports for uh, a little over 15 years. Uh, I represented brands like Burton Snowboards in their sales and marketing channels uh, as an independent contractor. I left that business in 2015 and I invested in a company called Buff Bake, which was Mm -hmm. protein snacks and protein cookies, nut butters. And I came on board with them as part of that investment as the CEO. And I helped them run that company for a few years until kind of was ready to try something new. And uh, I had an idea and ended up uh, launching this MindRight. So did you have the idea for MindRight right after Buff Baker? Was there something in between there? 
you know, it was, uh, it was something in between and mm-hmm. it just evolved very quickly into what it is today. Okay. What was your original idea? And then what is it today? Vegan cookie dough. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> I would eat that. <laughs> it was, it was okay. It wasn't great. And that's yeah. why I kind of got on the vine. And, um, you know, I think we'll probably get into it, but you know, one of the things that dismissed that idea was it, it really, for me, I was looking for something condition specific, you know, mm-hmm. functional foods are really driving the category right now. And it's, it's all about condition specific foods that drive beauty from within through collagen, immune support, sleep support. It's really how we came to mind, right? We, we started to see this trend in supplements and when you're looking for trends that are going to be shifting to food and beverage, you always start with supplements and you see this rise of adaptogens and nootropics and brain supplements and anti-aging, and it's just skyrocketing growth in supplements. And it was this idea of how do we support our lifestyle through, you know, our mindset, our long hours, our, our drive, our, our, our energy levels through ingredients that support cognitive function. And that's where we started was this idea of, you know, cognitive food support. And I came to my partner with this idea. He absolutely loved it. At at the time, it was called uh, Feed Your Brain. Oh, I like that name. And it was just really focused on brain health. Did you have a background in this world? Like, how would you even know? When I'm thinking about like brain health, I'm like, feels like there's so many things. I should be doing fish oil. I should be doing this. I should be doing so many things. Like, did you have a background in this where you already knew this makes me feel good? Or did you have to kind of like learn all about it? No, I just knew I wasn't feeling good. So you start okay. researching, how do I feel like this brain fog and slow? And besides the fact that you just hit 40, like things start to slow down a little bit. And like, you're looking for ways to support your lifestyle mm-hmm. and just keep your edge and keep moving forward. And uh, you start researching and there's a lot of great information around brain health, mental well-being nutrition, and other things that support those functions. Okay. And so what were some of the ingredients that you started finding that you're like, we need to have this in some kind of bar? You know, it was like lion's mane and ginkgo biloba, both of which didn't make the cut at the end. Oh, how come? Um, We just felt like, well, this is is where I was going was, um, you know, as we started with brain health, Mm -hmm. uh, my partner, who is a very big advocate of testing and research, pushed to, to really go out and and survey uh, a group around 350 people. And while cognitive function was important to them, what indexed the highest was, do you have foods and ingredients that help me feel good, happy, good mood? Um, I want to be focused and feeling good. And this, this, this theme of feel good just kept popping up and popping up. And we took a step back and uh, it was indexed so high, like, why don't we just lean into good mood? We've got mm-hmm. A set of ingredients. We've got some, uh, you know, some data behind some of the some of the ingredients that we're using to really support enhancing your mood, decreasing your stress, and giving you energy. All the things you need to feel good. Yeah. So we leaned into it, and that's how Good Mood Superfood was born. Very cool. And did you always know that it would turn into a bar, or did you have our other thoughts early on? No, we 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 had many thoughts, and we still have many thoughts. This is just you know, this was our way of really standing up the brand, um, getting a feel for our branding and our message. Uh, bars is just the starting point. We have a really dynamic innovation pipeline of other snacks, drink blends, hydration drink, things that will help support other areas of brain health. Very cool. So let's talk a bit about your partner and yeah. you know how that working relationship is and how you even landed him as your partner. 
So uh, I was introduced to Rob Dyrdek, legendary TV personality, yep. uh, former former skateboard uh, professional athlete. Um, Rob has a show on MTV right now called Ridiculousness. Kind of grew up watching his other shows. Yep. Robin Big and Fantasy Factory, as many of Robin us Robin Big, <sighs> such a good show. <laughs> it was amazing. It was amazing. It's something we just look forward to every week watching. And it's just, he's just such a character and dynamic human being. But what people don't know is, you know, he runs a really diverse, exciting venture creation studio. He refers to himself and the people around him as doer dyers, people that are interested in building, investing in themselves, growing businesses from the idea stage to the exit. He's invested in several brands, uh, primarily at the startup stage. And uh, when I came to him, I was in a transition period in my life. I didn't know why I was meeting him. I was going to go in and just introduce myself. And, you know, I brought, I brought Buff Bake with me just in case he was interested in investing because, you know, we were always, always looking for investors. And he made me tell, tell him my life story from the day I was born until the day I ended up sitting in the chair in front of him. <laughs> wow. I should have done that. Man. <laughs> it's not that interesting. <laughs> but he really liked it. And, um, you know, I spent 55 of my 60 minutes talking about myself. Uh-huh. And then he's like, okay, so what's up with these cookies? What's up with this? What's up with this buff bake? And I, he's like, okay, those are really good. I like them, but I really like you. If you have some ideas or you, you, you want to do something, come back and let's talk about it. I left and I got a call two weeks later from him. Wanted me to come back again. Didn't really know why I was going there. He wanted to pitch me on some ideas and I just, it just kind of flew over my head. I went home, I called his COO and I was like, what is he looking for? He wanted an idea from me. Mm-hmm. He wanted to work on something. So I had been in the background working on this, these cognitive ingredients paired with superfoods and uh, brought it back to him as, as a whole package. I came in with fully developed samples around bars and coffee creamers and bites to really articulate what this could look like. He was so excited about the presentation. He just sealed the deal with me on the spot and we were off to the races. That's amazing. So what did that, like, what does the partnership look like with him? How's he involved? Well, I mean, he is very, very involved. Like he is, he wants to be very involved in the creative process, but also, you know, through all the funding, the finance, financial rounds, building the infrastructure of the company. He has built a really strong team around him managing the finance arm, managing the marketing, the project teams. Um, so it's, it's, it's an extension of my team. We are true co-founders. Uh, he's very, very involved in the business. And he and I are either working together on a daily basis or he and his team are fully integrated in. That's really cool. And then it seems like once you get access to him and then you have his network, it brings in other right. investors as well. Yeah. So that's, that's the next thing that happens. So we stand this thing up and we start to go out to bring in some strategic capital to help push things along. You know, we started with some traditional resources and private equity and some strategics within the space. And then we started talking to his network a little bit. And all of a sudden we saw how excited they were. And one conversation led to the next, led to the next. And next thing you know, it's, you know, Marcus Lemonis from The Profit. It's Joe Jonas was extremely excited about the project. Uh, he now sits on the board with myself and Rob. Joe brought his brothers on as well. Jordan McGraw, Travis Barker, Ken Roxon. I mean, it's just this, this star-studded list of really great <laughs> mindset celebrities and um, athletes. Very, wow. very exciting. That's wild. I mean, it seems like you have your own portfolio of influencers. You can kind of get the word out there 
or most people yeah. are trying to even think about like, how do I even you know tap into one of those? You've got this whole little Rolodex just working for you. So it's, um, it's exciting. I think that, you know, being able to have that leverage and that, you know, advantage really puts us in a, a unique position to, to tell the story. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So tell me a bit about, you said that you were getting samples before when you were going to go and show him, you know, what you could do. What did that process look like? Because to me thinking about, okay, even making any kind of food and then getting the packaging and then getting ingredients that maybe some people aren't the most comfortable with. I mean, if you hear, you know, some of the words in there, you'd be like, whoa, what is that? Like, is that even safe? Tell me what that process looked like to even find someone who could make the bar that you wanted to taste good and like, have all that ready for the sample day. It's funny. You start with the manufacturers, right? Every manufacturer has a food scientist, R&D. Most of them do. Mm-hmm. Food scientist, an R&D department. You know, most of the time, if they're excited about your project, they will help you R&D. Mm-hmm. Uh, it comes with strings attached. Not, not always do you end up owning your IP, which is important if you're interested in exiting your company at some point. Um, but you learn the process of what goes into R&Ding products. You know, I came in, you come in with a brief and your, your core tenants for these are the ingredients that I would like to use as superfoods. You know, these are, these are the outputs that we'd like to achieve. Enhanced mood, stress, energy. These are the functional ingredients we're thinking about. And then you you work with the the ingredient suppliers to understand uh, efficacy and transparency around their ingredients. You know, you let these guys do their job, and you, you like what you like, and you don't what you don't. And we did about thirteen rounds of this bar until we were landed in a place that we felt really good about. Wow, was it just you t- testing it, or were there other people trying it? It was Rob and the entire team. You know, mm-hmm. he had. His close team is, is a team of five. Yeah, that's awesome. What kind of lessons did you learn when going through that process? Anything that you would maybe do different? No, well, I'll tell you one thing. Like we tried to be everything, but, you know, it, but the kitchen sink. We wanted to be keto. We wanted to be paleo. We wanted to be zero sugar. We wanted to be everything, vegan, mm-hmm. gluten-free, and have functional ingredients that support incredible feel-good vibes and decrease your stress you know, we were realistic that not all of that was going to work. And our guiding light really became taste. If it doesn't taste good, I don't care if it has all those things. It's just not going to mm-hmm. work for us. So we planted a flag and it was about taste. We want this thing to taste good. And if it has five or six or seven grams of sugar, we use a coconut palm sugar, which we felt really good about. It was therapeutic. It was like, okay, great. We don't have to use sugar alcohol or stevia or erythritol or anything. We're going to use coconut palm sugar. It's a low glycemic sugar. It tastes great. The bar still has, you know, 50% less sugar than an RX bar or yep. a competitor. And we felt really great about that. Yeah, that's awesome. How do you view the landscape right now? Because I know when I go into certain grocery stores, I'm like, well, there's so many bars. I mean, there's, you know, the original type RX bars, but now it feels like there's so many offshoots. Everyone's trying to do lower sugar maybe not what you're doing, but how do you make sure that you're kind of staying um, ahead of them and also differentiating yourself where people are like, oh, obviously we can see why they're different than all these other bars. Again, it's, it, it came down to taste, great amount of protein. Our base values of, you know, it is plant-based vegan, it is dairy-free, it is, you know, protein-packed and low sugar were really important to us. But I think we'll continue to stand out with, with our functional message around supporting mood through these superfoods and ingredients. Yeah. How do you get in front of new people though? I mean, I'm thinking about back in the day, you know, samples where you're like, oh, I would never have thought to buy that, but now I can see it's healthy for me and good. 
How do you approach that now trying to get in front of new people and have them try it for the first time? Yeah, it's difficult, especially, you know, through a global pandemic of uh, you know, people at home and not, not having opportunities to sample in the markets or elsewhere. And for us, it's just leaning into our influencers, our invest, investment community, you know, paid ads, really important. Um, finding unique ways to drive trial, pinpointing and targeting specific communities. Mm-hmm. Like it would be really great to be everything to everyone. But if we could just focus on this core group that's um, committed to their mindset, their, their, their coaches, their, their hustlers, their, they're the boss, they're the mom, and, and they're focused on what it takes for them to be successful every day. We call them the happy hustlers. Mm-hmm. That's where we're starting. You know, our initial reaction was the right one. They're really resonating with the product. They're speaking about the product for us organically. And we're just going to continue to focus on, on that community right now. And then it'll just hopefully grow from there. Yeah. yeah. It also seems like you have a really good idea around your social presence and how you want to present yourself. I mean, it's like a fun, whimsical looking, at least your Instagram feed. And it's not overly product driven, but it's more selling the lifestyle behind it, which I really liked. Exactly. That's exactly right. And that's what's resonating the most is, is people are realizing that MindRight is a lifestyle. It's not just about the products. You know, we want to support you beyond that. And, and as you'll see over the next couple of months, we're really going to lean into this mood, what it takes to have a better mood, to put the work into um, your mental well-being and really drive home this, this good mood movement. Mm-hmm. Being approachable and fun you know, makes it just easier to kind of pay attention and watch and, you know, fun and funny is part of feeling good. And that's, that's the message that we want out there. Yeah. So it sounds like your content strategy, you're about to ramp up around those areas. How are you kind of going to keep it balanced between, I mean, educational, which I feel like a lot of people need education around the ingredients and why they're added and how they may be mixed together. And then the other side around, you know, even outside of the product, like you said, just good mood and how to feel happy and mindfulness. And it's like a whole different business over there. How are you thinking about balancing that and connecting with the right audience? It's just that it's balancing, trying different things. It's balancing being funny with uh, incorporating lifestyle and, you know, people enjoying the product. You're going to start to see more uh, direct response and testimonials. We are looking to partner with um, therapy-based apps and uh, other other entities that help make mental health and wellness really accessible. Mm-hmm. We're going to have our investment team and our influencers talking about the work that it takes to get mine right. You know, it's not just this bar is not good, is not going to solve your problems. It's not. Mm-hmm. But if you focus on your nutrition and you incorporate things like the importance of sleep and getting exercise and you know some type of a uh, a meditation routine, all these things combined bring you to that next place. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It's always an, it's not a, uh, just try one thing and all of a sudden everything will be solved. It's like many things and yeah, there's no magic potion. I think that that's where other companies that are trying, you know, they could fall short because they're making it just about that. Yep. And I think that, you know, we'll go along for the ride and we'll be there to support our, our customers along the way. Yeah, that's great. So you just mentioned influencers a minute ago, and I want to hear how you view working with influencers because we've had quite a few brands on the show and they talk about it. Some people, amazing experiences. If you find the right person who, you know, is all in, it's not just sharing a quick message of like, here's my teeth whitener and it works great for me. Go buy it. Versus, you know, maybe the ones that are really in, they're like even part of like the product development. 
diabetes. Like, how do you view a good working relationship with influencers and more than one, since you have many that you kind of have to balance? I think for us, it's about being authentic. If it's not something you enjoy and you truly believe in, it comes through, you know, you, you, you see it, you feel it. And I think having our influencers part of our ambassador program, which we're mm-hmm. just at the early stages of building out, is a really important part around building the uh, authenticity of, of their message. And uh, mm-hmm. we, our influencer program is very small right now. We're, we're still identifying like how they're speaking about the brand and what are the best ways to do that. But what we've gotten so far comes from a really organic place. You know, we, we haven't paid for any influencers yet, yeah. all organic, um, because it's people enjoying the product and uh, sharing the message with their community. Hey there, are you enjoying the show so far? Well, imagine your company's advertising placed right in this very spot during a future interview with another elite e-commerce mind. Imagine your messaging and logo directly connected to the industry's most prominent innovators and thought leaders, distributed across every major podcast platform and social network. Yeah, well, it's time to stop imagining. Learn how you can partner with Upnext in Commerce and sponsor this very show. Reach out to me at stephanie at mission.org and let's have a conversation. Are you sending them free samples or is it more your investors kind of giving it to their friends who are other influencers probably and then it's organically happening through that way? A little bit of both. Mm-hmm. You know, we identified people that live within our community that we would like to target and say, you know, Hey, we'd love your feedback. No expectations. You don't need to post. We just ask you, tell us how you've enjoyed the product. How'd you feel? What do you think of the packaging? And then it just happens organically. Mm-hmm. How do you view like the long-term strategy around influencers? Because sometimes it feels like it'll, it'll have this excitement and, you know, a big blip where their, their network sees it. And then there's, you know, maybe diminishing returns and people are either hit over the head with it too much. Or like I bought it. It's good. Um, or, you know, the person's not as excited anymore as they were maybe in month one. How do you keep them engaged or be like, okay, we're kind of good for now? We see that fatigue all the time. And I think for us, it's it's the excitement around what's coming. It's mm-hmm. creating community around the lifestyle and the future launch of our new products. Mm-hmm. The bar is here today. It might not be here in three years from now. It's, it's about continuing to evolve and, and supporting our needs today. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So tell me a bit more about this ambassador program that you're building. We're at the early stages. Um, we're, we're leaning into this mindset community. We're called Happy mm-hmm. Hustlers. Um, we have three investors on the team that live and breathe in that space. And that's Chris and Lori Harder. They're lifestyle coaches. And then Lewis House, who also has a podcast. Um, yeah. And um, just really leaning into what they do and how they do it. And it's it's just their community is coming to us and we're signing them up and they're incentivized by, you know, product or one of the angles that we're working on right now is um, charity. Mm-hmm. We will support when they post, we will support a soon to be identified uh, mental health charity with, with cool. an investment. Mm-hmm. So it's when they're posting about the bar, the company, something like that, then it's like, okay, that's a point towards this charity that we've exactly. Picked. Those are the early stages. We're still in development. It's still being worked out. I mean, we're we're less than two months old mm-hmm. in the market, so we're we're close. Yeah. Are there other ambassador programs that you look at where you're, you know, maybe taking some key learnings from, or you're like, I know this one works well, and I want to kind of implement some of those strategies into MindRight as well? Yes, a lot of them are <laughs> custom built, though. There, there's a lot yeah. of really great um, app solutions that work really well that incentivize through product or discount or or payment. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
we want to try to be more organic. I've seen some great custom ones that are, that are gamified that build community around this excitement around this, this app itself and Mm -hmm. the message. So work in progress. Yeah. It'll be cool to circle back and kind of hear what you ended up building and how it's working and the results. So tell me about your distribution strategy and where you're thinking about selling. Are you on Amazon? Is it just your website? And like, how do you think about where you actually want your bars to be sold right now? It's everything digitally native, you know, so we are, we are live on our website, getmindright.com. Mm-hmm. Um, we're on Amazon. We're looking at um, a various array of like, you know, subscription box companies, but the really big one right now is um, all of the delivery convenience guys. Mm-hmm. So this new evolution of, of convenience is it's no longer prime is not good enough. It, it can't be there the next day. It needs to be here in 20 minutes. Yep. So we're looking at, you know, partnerships with uh, GoPuff, Fast AF. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in the process of, of vetting those guys out right now and seeing which one makes the most sense. And, and I think that that convenient format just is just growing and exploding right now. You know, through COVID, people were forced to, to adapt to Amazon and delivery service. And mm-hmm. it's, it's here to stay. It's here to stay. Those conveniences will never, never change. Yep. Are you worried about maybe your brand and the story not being told correctly when you're starting to kind of have many outlets where your product's going on, you can't fully control the messaging or. Yeah. You know, that's why picking the right partner for these, these delivery services is, is key because we want to make sure that we have the ability to tell the story, whether it's, you know, this big or in a banner, mm-hmm. it's really partnering with the right team to help make that happen. And then we have a lot of work to do on our end. And I think that our community will help push people to these services, Amazon, Get Mine Right, uh, GoPuff, if that's where we go. Mm-hmm. And we'll, they'll really rely on, on that. Yeah. Which cool. is challenging. Yeah, no, that's, sound, especially when you have so many different people you're vetting right now and thinking about all the uh, control that you could be losing, but also all the access that you're going to be gaining. It's, it's tricky. So because this is a commerce show, I want to kind of hear about your e-commerce strategy around what's working. What do you think that you're doing on your website that maybe is unique and others haven't tried out yet? Or that you're like, this is a good tip that more people need to know about? You know, I think, I think it being less templated, it makes you dive a little bit deeper to find out what's going on. You know, what works for some people doesn't always work for others. And I think this format is, is working well for us right now. And we're really happy with where it is right now. Yeah. Do you find yourself being able to look back at maybe your experiences at Burton and other places and kind of pulling some lessons from there? Or is it such a different market that you're like, eh, that probably wouldn't work, you know, for this product? I think it's very similar. I think at the end of the day, like you're selling an item that you're passionate and excited about. And what is the best way to share that with, you know, your friends or your customers? Yep. It's, it's very similar in that sense. Yeah. That's cool. So where do you guys want to be in one to three years? What are you hoping to achieve? Yeah. I mean, we're looking to achieve this just amazing platform of good mood foods um, Mm -hmm. that span across really great retailers, you know, Whole Foods, all the natural channels. Uh, It would be really great to see it everywhere, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, But this really accessible approach to foods that help support your mood. Yeah. Have you started talking to Whole Foods and yeah, other retailers like that. Had some early conversations, but we really want to stay firm on this 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 digitally native approach. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that one thing that I'll add is like testing is worth spending money on. Yeah. Test, test, test. 
landing pages, A-B testing, digital testing, market to customer testing. It is it has opened my eyes to this completely different world. And it's, it is a true science. And when you understand that word that works, that picture that works, that landing page that just converted, mm-hmm. it's a science. And then you can continue to really invest towards those things that are working because you know there's some, yeah. there's some return on that. Yes. Yeah, I agree. What is a finding that maybe came out of some of those tests where you were like, we would have never changed this, changed the product, changed the website. But now that so many people are saying this, you know, we're definitely moving forward that. I would go back to the beginning where Rob and I, we, you know, MindRight, we, there was two different names before MindRight. And, and now I look back, I'm like, neither of those would have worked. Like MindRight should have always been number one. Mm-hmm. We tested MindRight. MindRight, MindRight worked really well, but we wanted to brand the blend itself, um, the ingredients themselves. Mm-hmm. And we were like, the unstoppable blend, like we're unstoppable. Like this, this mentality, like you cannot be stopped. It was uh-huh. so masculine and, and we were so sure of it. Man, it failed miserably. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't like that. <laughs> no, no. So now it's the happy brain blend. That makes me feel happy. That's more on yeah. brand. Yeah. And then it, from that moment on, we're like, that's our guiding light. It makes me feel happy. Does it? Yes yeah. or no? Okay. Yeah. It's in. And how are you, how are you doing these tests? How are you going about trying to get this feedback? Are they surveys or what are y'all doing behind yeah, the scenes? Sur- surveys. Right now we've moved to, to more surveys. We're surveying around our current database of, of growing email subscriptions. And then we're going to start doing some stuff through um, Instagram, social media. Mm-hmm. Um, but the original testing went through a market research firm. Very, very cool. All right. Well, let's shift over to the lightning round. The lightning round is brought to you by Salesforce Commerce Cloud. This is where I ask a question and you have a minute or less to answer. Are you ready? No. <laughs> nope. Be right back. Need to go get some more tea. Get in, your, get in the right mood here. All right. Well, we will move on anyways. If you had a podcast, what would, what would it be about? And who would your first guest be? Oh, my gosh. Uh, my podcast would be about thinking big. Thinking mm-hmm. big. My whole life, I, I never thought big. I thought pretty small. I, I put roadblocks up in front of myself. And I think that now as I sit on a board with Rob Deerdick and Joe Jonas... Literally anything is possible. And it's, it would be about, um, you know, stories and ways to help open up your mind to, you know, anything is really possible. And I think uh, as cheesy as that sounds, it really is. And I think, you know, I feel it here in my home with my kids. And now that we're talking about getting mine right and this uh, positive growth mindset and I hear them talking about it, it's, it's, it's a real thing. And Who would you bring on for your first guest? Uh, I bring in Rob. He is an amazing you know, person to talk to about all of this stuff. His 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 mindset is just next level with, with what he does to to keep his energy and his his success where it is. It's it's remarkable. It's mm-hmm. remarkable. Awesome. What does your mindfulness practice look like? I think for me, it's um, I, I committed to getting up early every morning. I have to be up by five five fifteen, or else I can't do the things that I want to do for myself, which is exercise or just have a moment of, of um, meditation, whether it's a minute or five minutes or 20 minutes. I, I try to do that every morning. Um, I have four kids. So it, it like life is really hard. Yeah. Sometimes. Yep. Really hard. I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's get up early. It's a few minutes of meditating and just, just understanding where I'm at and being really grateful for that exercise uh, 30 minutes. Like that is my like, non-negotiable. I have to get 30 minutes in. If mm-hmm. I don't, my day's just off. And 
you know, once in a blue moon, we, we have a, a sauna that was gifted to us by wow. some miracle. It was a miracle. That's another podcast. Okay. I want that friend. Gift me a sauna. Oh, it was, it was some local guy just giving it away. What, was area, what area of California do you live in? Cause I don't know about many local areas being like, here's a sauna. Do you want yeah. a uh, ice bath as well? <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the hunt for one of those. So if you know, yeah. any, yep. um, you know, I, I started fasting. So I, I intermittent fast. I don't, I don't eat my first meal until 12 or one. Mm-hmm. And I found like, it's really helped with inflammation and energy. And I just, I feel great. I yeah. also stopped drinking through COVID. I just, so impressive. I, 30 days and then you felt great and 60 days. I'm like, wow, I feel awesome. And yeah. it just stuck. All right. Last question. What's oh, two more questions. What's one thing that you don't understand today that you wish you did? That I don't understand today that I wish I did. Yep. God, <laughs> I don't understand a lot of things. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's a good answer. Just everything. Lots of things. You know, I think for me, um, Part of the reason why we're starting Digitally Native is almost a personal challenge to myself. I know retail really well. I know relationships, building brands, building distribution, working with brokers. I don't understand digital that well. And mm-hmm. it's like, it can be frustrating at times because the learning curve is pretty steep and it's always changing every day. You're learning something new. And I think digital marketing, I don't know very well. Yeah. Well, you'll be learning it with this company. So that's great. Make sure you hire the right people to help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A thousand percent to that one. All right. And then the last one, what one thing will have the biggest impact on e-commerce in the next year? I think it's these, these convenience delivery guys. I think um, they're going to change the game for a lot of people. You know, fast AF is a really good example of, of what's happening with commerce outside of food and beverage because they're delivering unique gifts. Mm-hmm. You want a gift and you're going to a party in, in an hour, they'll be there in 20 minutes with this beautiful candle or Yep. gift item, which is just changing the way that we do everything. Yeah, well, I completely agree. All right. Well, this has been such a blast. I feel like my mind is really in the right place now after this interview. Where can people find out more about you and MindRight? Yeah. Check us out at getmindright.com or on Amazon. All right. Cool. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Thanks so much. listeners. Thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It helps spread the word and I would greatly appreciate it. See you next time. Up Next in Commerce is brought to you by Salesforce Commerce Cloud and created by the team at mission.org. Subscribe now at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts.